Welcome to the Wrestling Bureau Podcast. Yes, sir. It's happening. It's here. It's it's <laughs> definitely here. And that's nothing else they can do other than say it's here. It's here. I I'm all right with it. Yeah, me too. All right. So I know some of y'all are probably sitting there like, what is the Wrestling Bureau Podcast? Well, I think I'm gonna let my partner in crime here give a thorough explanation of what is the wrestling bureau podcast take it away Dick. yep so the wrestling bureau podcast is a podcast that covers wrestling throughout the generation so we go all the way back to the golden age if that's how far we remember back to all the way to current day covering different promotions not just the e the f the dub all of those we cover impact we cover tna if we see something available there new japan all of it we cover everything we could possibly put our hands on no so, one is uh, off limits and we do our research you we know do. so we don't just talk out of nothing we no. do our research we check it out and make sure we know what we're talking about so exactly. you guys we have questions can always ask your questions you know um, we definitely want to make sure that you guys know this is interactive so if you get stuff y'all want to say oh you know you wrong Show me I'm wrong. Listen, <laughs> I, I think we will welcome anyone proving what we say to be wrong. Please. Please do. Um, probably won't be. But nevertheless, listen. <laughs> but if you could do it, you hey, could do I'll it, tell you you're right. Hey, I ain't got no problem with admitting fault when I'm wrong. I'm just, I'm not wrong. I'll just say you, you're right. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's definitely one way to do it. All right. Well, I think that it's spinning because um, with wrestling being and the making model of who it is that we are because, you know, like my partner here, we both been watching wrestling since we were youngins. Um, he's the older one. Um, Barely. And whatever. And <laughs> um, like you said, you know, I was with Eve when it was F, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of gimmicks in between from trash men to clowns and a whole lot <laughs> in between in the midst of all of that. But I think, man, so, <laughs> but I also what I found, we've been talking about this for like a year. And so we finally decided, all right, let's stop talking and let's do so now that we can talk again. Right. We, all right. So we, we stop, stop talking, talking to do. To do. To talk. Okay. That works. So, and with what we found is there is a community of people worldwide that enjoy uh, wrestling, whether it be in conversation or you're watching current product or old product, they enjoy wrestling. And so when we finally made the announcement that the, the podcast was happening, the engagement, yep. it was crazy. People were like, oh, man, I'm ready for this because I know y'all finna be on some other type stuff. But before we go into what episode one is for season one, um, I guess we kind of need to introduce ourselves to you, Woo. the listener and the viewer. <laughs> so um, you may be familiar with me, but I'm going to let my partner go. Go ahead, bro. All right. So I'm D. Cannon. Um, I am the hashtag heel. Healing with healing. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's me. You, um, really, you really hanging your head on that one. That's it. I okay. like that. Healing right. with healing. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. What fun would wrestling be without a heel? That's all I'm saying. Uh, it'd be very, very dry. It'd be college wrestling. See, anywho. Got... <laughs> oh, <laughs> shots fired. We already anywho. clowned it. Okay. Anywho. Yeah. But that's that's what I do. I mean, I've been in it for a while. <laughs> you hear a one-off shot here and there probably multiple times throughout the episode. More here than there. Yeah. And more closer than further. Wow. Um, <laughs> but that's how it works. Yeah. Go ahead. So I have, he I'm, I'm TB2 for those that may not know who I am. Yes, I sing and I I'm on other TV shows and things of that nature. But uh, this right here is a passion project for me because I love wrestling. I've always have loved it from when from the time I was young up until now. Um, and um, I just, I'm not a heel. I have heel <laughs> tendencies. Like, I feel like Bret Hart in 97, you know what I'm saying? Like, he wasn't just, he wasn't against the USA. He was just pro-Canada. You know what I'm saying? So does that really make him a heel? Yes. Well, then, okay. Um, <laughs> to answer your question. Well, I guess I'm a heel. Was so, that rhetorical? Uh, <laughs> nevertheless, so now that you've been introduced to us, this is what's going to happen now. We're going to give you the topic of this episode for season one, episode one. And the topic of conversation is... Talk yo talk. Now, listen. That's all I do. Top five <laughs> promo talkers in the game in history. That's Period. what we're dealing with. We got some other stuff we're going to cover, but that's the first topic. That's the first topic. So, catch y'all in a second. All right. And we're back. We are back. 
This is the Wrestling Bureau Podcast. I'm TB2. That's Buchanan. Yes. And we're going to jump right into this first episode, which is aptly titled Talk Your Talk. What we are dealing with is the top five talkers, promo talkers in the history of what we call wrestling, sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it. Right. And so uh, apparently, according to uh, this run sheet, yeah. <laughs> I have to go first with my top five. Yep. And that was before he actually did it. I had already written it that way. Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. So here we go. My top five. This is going to be ugly. So when we talk about promo, we talk about promo talkers. We're talking about someone that knows how to tell a story, knows how to captivate a crowd with the way that they speak, that um, they know how to carry or, or, or make a person interested in whatever storyline is going on. Or just, if nothing else, listen, they just know how to talk good shit, okay? They just know how to do it. So my top five is very flavorful. <laughs> is it like Skittles? It's no rainbow involved, but it's definitely... It's <laughs> not a flavor in it's, Skittles. It's, 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 it, there is, but it's definitely... Um, <laughs> It's interesting. It's Starburst. It's Starburst. It's Starburst, <laughs> which is my favorite candy. So my top five will go as such. Um, number one. Woo. Um, <laughs> What's number one? Number one. The late, great, macho man. Randy Savage. Ooh, yeah. Listen, I think one of my all-time favorite promos from him, anytime Mean Gene Oakland, another late great, was interviewing him, you never knew what you were going to get. You know, I remember he had beat Tito Santana for the Intercontinental title. Of course, he cheated because he was a heel. Yep. And he was doing heelish things, as he should. And so he did a promo after he won the belt, and he said uh, he he had a bucket and a towel. <laughs> mean Gene looks at him as like, "What the heck?" He was like, "What? What is this?" And he says, "Oh, this is a crying towel." <laughs> for Tito said, "Said it. That's not even my favorite promo from here. My favorite all-time favorite promo from Macho Man Randy Savage is the cream of the crop promo. He literally pulls out creamer." <laughs> that you would put in coffee. And he was just like, and I, I am the cream. So Mean Gene, what is that? This is the cream. And I'm the cream <laughs> of the crop. Let me tell you something. That man just knew how to bring everybody's attention into whatever his macho madness was. And so he is definitely my, not my number one. Uh, I, I, I got to keep going. Keep going. I, I agree. I like that one. Okay. It's not num on my list. Number, like two. <laughs> number two. <laughs> the Nature Boy, Rick Flair. Woo! The Nature Boy. Listen. <laughs> that's, jet, that's a cheery. You didn't even got Jet flying, limousine riding, piss stealing, wheeling, dealing, son of a gun. It is, it is undeniable that no one. <laughs> walking the face of this earth can speak like that man. My favorite uh, quote or promo outside of the one that I just did, uh, which so happens to be my wife Sandy's favorite part. <laughs> when he was on, that was, uh, it was it was WCW, but it was like world championship. It was WWCW, something like that. It was with NWA and all that was, it was going. And it's the promo where he literally looks at Shivani and say, I think that was Shivani. And he says, my shoes cost more than your house. <laughs> that is the most <laughs> ignorant thing you can say my to shoes. somebody. But the problem, here's the issue. It was the truth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No Rick, lies detected. No lies at all. <laughs> them, them visits, them gators he was wearing, they they were Stacy's. They definitely cost more than Shivani's house back then. So, but Ric Flair just knew how to talk. And and even if he was losing, you know, of course, we go back to what 92 Royal Rumble when he won with a tear in my eye at Sandy's as well. You know what I'm saying? This is the greatest <laughs> moment of my life. And then you got Mr. Perfect and Bobby Heenan standing behind you. So this is just a perfect setup. Like anybody Ric Flair was against, going against. He just knew how to talk and just 
getting under folks' skin, like him and Savage and with Elizabeth and all of that. He was a now he was also a heel with babyface tendencies because it was like almost this nowadays self-effect where you um you're supposed to be a healer. You have healist ways that you do, but the crowd like you too much. I, you know, <laughs> and, you know, depending who Flair was going against, the people would be with him. They were with him, but he wasn't supposed to be. They, they weren't. You know what I'm saying? He went against Vader, and you clearly, they just didn't like Vader, so they had to go with Flair. So that was, you know. Uh, number three, the American dream, Dusty, Dusty Rhodes. Rhodes. Hard so, time. Hard time. The son of a what? Huh? The son of a plumber? The son of the... <laughs> you know, he's just a common man, you know, working hard with his hands. Every day with you know what I'm saying? I remember when they was doing promos for him in WWF before it was E, you know, they would do them vignettes of him on a, on a dumpster truck. He was dumping trash. And I'm like, dude, what is happening? But uh, Dusty just uh storyteller. Yeah. One of the greatest storytellers ever. He always... The hard time promo is so good because he involved the everyday blue collar worker because that's who he was. Right. And he, he involved, he spoke things that the everyday average person had to face and deal with on a regular, you know what I'm saying? Dealing with low wages and overworked and underpaid and things of that nature. So he spoke truth to power and he was such a force with how he spoke that when you finally seen him in the ring, you like this, this the guy. And it's like, he, he just, he exuded what a talker, should be he said he knew how to get butts in the seats. All I could see is that fur that he had on that ladder. Did he not have that fur was on? That, was that Rick Rude? Who was he with when he had that fur on? I don't because I, <laughs> I can see it, but I can't call the name of the other Rick, person. I think it was Rick it, Rude. it wasn't Rick because Rick wasn't there at that one. Rick no, Rude but I there. think that because see, he you know, Dusty and <laughs> which is another good talk. That's a great one. <laughs> Dusty and the four horsemen went back and forth so much, so it was like that. There, there was never you say war any, games. Huh? You say war games. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. He named it. He came up with so, war okay. games, and we shot it out for that. They had war games with the four horsemen, if I'm not mistaken. The four horsemen and Dusty and Luger and, it got messy. and, and the Road Warriors, all of that. So, my number four, <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? <laughs> <laughs> and oh, another one, man. And another one. And another one. And another one. And another one. You know what I'm saying? That's the, another regular the, old person. The that... Texas rattlesnake who, uh, what was that? Uh, raise hell. You know, stomp a mud hole in you and walk you dry. Arrive. Raise uh, hell. Man, listen. <laughs> That's what it shirts. Steve Austin been talking good. He was talking good in 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 uh, USWA. He was talking good in WCW slash NWA when he was stunning Steve Austin. Talking has never been an issue for him. His, I mean, the way he got his catchphrase he had for the rest of his life. Yeah, <laughs> it I just know. happened to me. Like, I, I know somebody had a hand in helping him write that or wrote it, but it was like, wow. I mean, you think about, you know, Steve has, Austin has several different great promos. I mean, who could forget King of the Ring? That's what won. I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Talk about your giant 316, your Bible thump, and Austin 316. Which, you have to know context to understand where he was coming from. Know your know Bible. That. Know your Bible. <laughs> that too. But you the know. context was, Jake the Snake had just came back and he was from being an alcoholic. Being an alcoholic. They let it be known. And he had his, he found religion. Even though he was still an alcoholic. Nevertheless. But he had found religion according to the storyline. Yes. (laughs) According to the (laughs) storyline, he had had renewed his life, renewed his life with Christ. And uh, Damien was no longer the name of the snake. It was now Revelation. (laughs) And and, uh, they were going with, leave it to Vince McMahon. He's going to go with it. So put it in. Uh and so, you know, it was the it was gonna be the swan song situation if Jake won. Well, Austin was his last opponent. Austin cuts this promo after he beats Jake senseless. <laughs> it's up there with uh Jake was already hurt, by the way. Oh, he was already beta had jacked him up. So <laughs> Jake uh is getting carried out. Austin's up there with uh He had walked by him when he was saying he this. He did. <laughs> he's up there with Doc Hendricks, aka Michael P. S. Hayes. Yep. And he's saying, you know, you talk about your scriptures, talk about your Bible, thump your Bible and talk about your scriptures, talk about your John 316. <laughs> Austin 316 says, I just whipped your ass. Like he just Went off the cuff. He went like, off the cuff, but but he it, floated so naturally though. It did, and it solidified Ooh. that now we needed to watch him. <laughs> uh, my fifth and final, and this is a hard. This I, listen. This list is hard, y'all. Um, Tell me do five, by the way. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so we we <laughs> we have honorable mentions that we will deal with. Uh, but the problem is. 
So my number five, I'm going to make somebody mad when I say this. Hey, I'll be happy about it. Um, <laughs> out of all the people, somebody going to be like this. Really? Out of all the people? My number five. Dominate. <laughs> it is not dominant. Why? Why I, I commend? He, he is doing an excellent job. People if, really if, don't like him. If we gonna go that route, then I say Rhea Ripley is in the uh. Listen, because mommy is, is <laughs> okay. Um, you know, Dominic. Hey, I'll throw Jade on that list if you gonna go there. Is Jade talking? She does much better talking than she does in the ring. I'm not going there. Um, she does. The way she was talking. Extra trash. I ain't gonna say the words I want, but she was talking super trash. I, all I know is, I, especially I, when um when Brandy was there, Brandy Rose was there. She was talking. She was in her face. I mean, but who wasn't talking Ooh. reckless to Brandy? I, I mean, mean, but you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> the, I mean, Cody's mom was anyway, moving, moving. <laughs> yep. So, yep. Uh, uh, Jade to be. I mean, Jade is good. She she's definitely getting better at her talking. I mean, some of the best talking I'd heard is with the situation with her and Bow Wow. But you know, you know. That's hey, it. No, she getting anyway. better. Okay, okay. Go ahead. Get your so my number five. <laughs> I'm going to say my number five, and I'm going to give context. I'm going to make this make sense for the listener and the viewer because they are going to eat me alive. <laughs> yes, my man. number five is simply one word, Baruch. That's actually good. It I, is. That's not one that I can really dispute. I'm telling you because, see, some people, you know, somebody, they're going to be like this. What? You didn't put the rock in your top five? The reason I cannot put Dwayne Johnson in my five is because if it was not for Farouk yeah. and the Nation of Domination, he still be wearing colors. He still would have a horrible haircut. He still wearing colors. He would still be going by Rocky Mahabia. <laughs> he would still have those colors, you know, that literally did him no justice at all. He but, like but uh, Hawaiian Tatanka. My God. <laughs> So wait a minute. He said Hawaiian Tatanka. Wait a minute. <laughs> anyway, so let I me, did like to talk about Tatanka was dope. He never won a belt, but he was dope. Anyway, so Farouk, Ron Simmons. First of all, Ron Simmons. Damn, that's it right there. First of all, listen. One word. One word. Damn. You literally did it so good that they had to make merch that literally said it was one of the top selling shirts. That damn, do they like, even sell that shirt anymore? Because they need to. Uh, if not, uh, we we'll go on WWE.shop and see if they got it. Because I'm definitely gonna get that. If not, we'll just have DK and Arts Apparel make it. Nevertheless, and put his face on it. That'll be real dope. Uh, shout out to Ryan Simmons. But listen, y'all, let me explain this to you. Let me get just a piece of context. Farouk. And I, unfortunately, I got to give Vince McMahon a little piece of credit on this. It was okay. nice. Farouk and the Nation of Domination, they were in the ring. This is one particular promo that this is why I got to say it. Farouk basically called the company racist. <laughs> he did, actually. In front of, in Vince's face. On camera. He, on camera. They recorded. Vince recorded. recorded. You can go on Peacock and go. And we missed the network. You can go on Peacock and go and 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 go watch it. Go on old episodes of Raw. Farouk says, "In the, the you want to know why I'm not receiving championship opportunities? It's simply because this company does not want to see a black man as the heavyweight champion." Now let's go a little time cut. Ryan Simmons officially is the first African American male, as far as WCW and NWA was concerned, yeah. to win. The world heavyweight title. He beat it for he beat, won it from Vader. But to say that in the ring with the owner of the company. <laughs> did nobody know it at the time. And did nobody know yet. But to say those things and be unapologetic about it and just be like this. I said what I said, that's the end of it. And then to watch how the nation of domination formed and and we got the rock because of it. We got better version of Mark Henry. We got uh Godfather, you know what I'm saying? We got D'Lo Brown. My favorite. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> you know, we we got, you know, not when Ahmed Johnson joined. By that time, it was like, all right. Everybody's Savio up. Vega, uh, all right. But but we're dealing with the core. When Owen Hart joined, though. Hey, that's why. That's why. <laughs> that's why we have Sami Zayn. That's why we have Sami Zayn, because <laughs> Owen Hart walked so Sami Zayn could stand where he and run where yeah. he is. But yes, Farouk is in my number five. 
Um, he was Canadian too. Ain't that crazy? Oh wow! Only <laughs> <laughs> That's how crazy Just that was. Like Sa- I'm telling you, <laughs> Sammy what, is the second coming. He is the second coming of. Oh, you said what? That's where Kevin Owen gets the Owen from. Yeah, because he named it after Owen, Owen, and Owen, and Owen, his yeah. son is named Owen. Owen. Yeah. So, but yeah, so it's 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 Randy Savage, it's Ric Flair, it's Dusty Rhodes, it's Steve Austin, and it's Farouk. Now, my honorable mentions. <laughs> um. Are The Rock, uh-huh. Paul Heyman, uh-huh. Bobby Heenan, uh-huh. Triple H, okay, and Mick Foley. Good old Mick. And listen, Cactus Jack could talk. Have a nice day. But mankind, <laughs> man, listen, that's a whole different thing. So I listen. I know y'all probably gonna like scratch your ears out. Um, you, oh, you, you, you just cool. wait till you hear mine. Yeah, because y'all really finna be. <laughs> Remember, he's the heel now, you know. But I'm telling y'all, if, if, as far as promo talkers, and I'm very interested to hear what y'all got to say. Period. But just let the record show. I said what I said. It's Savage, Flair, Rhodes, Austin, Simmons. That's my five. I'm not changing it. I did not come on these very easily because there are some very because I, I even could have went to today, which is what he gonna do deal with. And then I'm, I'm gonna, gonna challenge his uh his picks. You, you can't really challenge him. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, we will be right back so we can hear D Cannon's top five of that talk yo talk. Welcome back. We are back. Yet again. The Wrestling Bureau Podcast, TV2, Cannon. Yep. Um, we are, this episode is Talk Your Talk. We are dealing with top five, uh, our personal top five promo talkers. It's basically our Mount Rushmore. It's our Mount Rushmore. Of talkers. Of talkers. Um, I gave mine, and I feel like some of y'all finna scratch my eyes out because of what I gave, and I don't care. It is now D's time. And I am very interested <laughs> in hearing this one. So let's let's take it away. Easy one first. Okay. Um, let's go with Bobby the Brain. You know, Bobby the Brain heating, that's a really easy one because I've never seen anybody fight with people the way that he fought verbally with people. Man. Him and Mongo used to have back and forth, like in the original WCW Man. on Nitro's first episode, they were having back and forth. Okay, it was Mongo's first day on the job and they were having back and forth. And I'm like, he's a, he used to be a football player, huh? Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> How you gonna disrespect that man right that in front of him? He just made all his money. Well, let, let's be clear. He didn't basically disrespect anybody. That he was, especially when commentary, it, when it was him and Monsoon. You know, he called Monsoon a monkey. And got Monsoon said, "I'm gonna knock you out." And, uh, you know, Jr. and Savage with Heenan. That's the NWO takeover. Oh God, he lost it, but he was like on the. Other side, he's not used to being on the face side of he things. Was, he was a face only because... <laughs> but he was still calling him clean out his name, bro. Man, he was like, I've been saying Hulk Hogan's been trashed for 20 years, wow. and I finally just now... like, I Which mean, technically he, was a heel comment, because Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan was face. Holly, Hollywood, Hollywood wasn't. Was the heel, you know, but I'll give you Heenan. Heenan is definitely... Heenan, boy. Yeah, and as, as, even as a uh, manager, he used to do he could sell, Listen, because he could sell anything, even though he necessarily didn't manage a lot of champions. Right. He definitely, he sold it. Like, I think, what was it? Rick Rude was champion. Perfect was champion. And then Andre and Haku were champions. And I think that was pretty much the extent of him. But when, when Flair came to WWF, Right. Um, him and the whole the real world's champion. <laughs> it was like he was doing that for months before Flair had even came because Flair was still waiting on that no compete to be done with MCW. Right. And but just he could sell anything. Rest in peace, Hena. We miss you. You that definitely <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a good one. I give Hena you that, was one. that guy. I give you that one. Oh my one of my favorite he covers some time too. People gotta realize how old he actually is. Paul Haven. You put him on, on your Listen. honorable mention, but he's on my actual list. Listen. He is the only person I've ever seen in real life verbally start a fight and walk away. We were there. We were literally there when it happened. And so what he's talking about, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, is the night Daniel Bryan turned heel and became earthy the new Daniel Bryan. <laughs> um and that's when he had that belt that was Made out of cardboard. Made out of cardboard. It was made out of burlap and uh um, wood <laughs> and those. I'm trying to figure out what the metal was was it was aluminum. That's what it was. It was I think it, it was, was burlap and aluminum. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and some people type bought of, it. 
and some type of oil. I don't know, but nevertheless, it wasn't holy oil. It Anywho, was not nothing holy about it. So it was a smackdown. We were just so happened to be there. AJ, and you could hear us if you, you actually hear go watch us. You go back and watch yeah. that because we were loud, extremely. Uh, I was the one who was the heel man in the audience. Listen, I'm talking watch. about they cheered for one, and he definitely yeah, it was bad. So. AJ was the champion at the time, and AJ and DB are going at it or whatever. Paul Heyman, messy boots. This was before Survivor Series. It was right before Survivor Series because yeah. Brock was still Universal Champion. Yep. Uh, DB came out. AJ was talking. AJ was like, I ain't really dealing with you, blah, blah, blah. Heyman literally instigated a whole feud yep. right there. He literally was the kickoff to Daniel Bryan turning heel to the point to where Daniel Bryan said, say my name one more one time, more time I'm gonna and I'm going to punch you in the face. face. Paul Heyman then said, whatever he said, but most of like this, you know, is it that you're scared of him, you know, or you just don't want to face him? And AJ thought he was slick. He going to say, well, you know what? I really do respect you, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. <laughs> and he punched him in the face. And he punched him in the face. <laughs> but by that time, Heyman had already dipped off and left. <laughs> yeah, by the time he swung, Heyman was already gone. Heyman he saw the writing on the wall because he knew he wasn't going to take that land so down. I, yeah, Heyman definitely instigator, knows how to talk. He he definitely is a... Uh, but he, see, Paul has done so much. Yeah. Like, think about people who didn't have to talk and now we get to hear talk. All of a sudden, like Brock. Brock didn't have to talk for I don't know how many years. Well, I mean, Brock talked in the beginning, but he didn't have Heyman. When Heyman was became... Uh, he, he, didn't have to talk. he became the the next big thing at I that mean, point. But did we? I mean, his thing. Ain't we Paul glad, was talking. But ain't we glad Heyman came on? Because who? Oh no! Because who, who wanted to hear Brock? No, that was it. No, at that point, at that stage in his career, nobody really wanted to hear. That's why they sir, gave him a mouth. Because sir, you're too big to be talking that high. But then we got the. the <laughs> it's not a prediction. It's a spoiler. That yeah. line alone. <laughs> people are using that constantly and everything. Yeah. Now because of him. I mean, Roman's got. He got Roman because Roman couldn't talk. I mean. <laughs> And Roman is also in my honorable mention. Well, this Roman, the no, tribal chief Roman, I, mean, no. I can deal with. Roman is nowhere near nothing as far as talk. Only the tribal chief version, not the other ones. I won't even put the tribal <laughs> chief Because you got to remember this one. Remember this one. Him and John Cena beef. When he hit him with the, the one-liner, the, one the John was like, okay, how am I going to spin that one? Because he started talking about, yeah, you come out here. I thought we was going to get a different John. No, we keep getting the same John. It's like missionary every <laughs> single night. Man. <laughs> we can thank I don't Hayman. even know who wrote it. <laughs> we thank Hayman. But the way that. he presented that, <laughs> I say, you know what? I don't care who wrote it because he put it out there like he that. Did. It made it. That That's when he started to solidify as... The tribal chief. Yeah, but I'm not putting him on the list. No. But he, like, he's not actually on the list. He's not even honorably mentioned. <laughs> this version, I'll put him down there. Have it. <laughs> Who's your number three? Number three. Let's see. I know who my number three is. And y'all going to love this one, especially my doubles. You know, my doubles going to love this one. <laughs> <laughs> y'all know who y'all are. MJF. Put him on the list, but it's a, it's a slash to me. It's like MJF slash The Miz. Y'all get it. Y'all know why. Because they're the same person. they literally the same person. Except one's a little bit older than the other. Um, this is a little bit further in his career than the other. Like, for me, it's honestly said out loud. If I was anywhere as good as he was when he just started. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it'd be a whole MJ, other story. I'm going to let you have that one. Cause MJ, Mr. Burberry, man, Scarf. Listen, because, listen, I know y'all. Listen, I know y'all out here. We watched, what was the eight of Double or Nothing, the yep. first preview when it first happened. Who had that battle roar? Who is this guy? Who is this guy <laughs> with this burger? Like he he had got eliminated. He the only one had a microphone when he came out. By the way, Ooh, I'm like <laughs> he had got eliminated and all that. The roar, the battle roar was over. He came back down the ramp. He had this Burberry scarf on and a microphone, and I'm like, this who is this cat? He started talking, and I was like, this oh okay, <laughs> yeah. And he's a young guy. Like that's the crazy. He's a young guy, but I just, I just wanted him to stop screaming. The other part, though, because he showed his versatility. Yeah, I hear you. Uh -oh. He showed his versatility when he went up, when he was in the ring against somebody that y'all believe is great. Uh, when he was in there against, uh, what's that boy name? I can see him, huh? Uh, he showed his versatility because he went to a whole nother version of his character that we had never seen before. He went to the soft side of series, I'm going to call he it. He did. And hey. so he was like, this is Maxwell Jacob Freeman that you're talking to right now. And yeah. literally almost if he didn't break into tears on the way out because he was technically was talking to who he said was his was, even his, his, I was, was his idol. Because even Punk didn't know if he was serious or not because he was looking at him like, what are, are you, you for real? <laughs> and it was just like, oh. Yeah. What? The boy is good. That's, that's how you know you're good because nobody knows if it's real. Especially He's like good. 
when he um when he was like, you know what? Y'all giving me this five minutes to do this promo that y'all don't just gave me a microphone and said, I don't know what you about to say, but y'all know that I'm not feeling so great about y'all right now. Man. <laughs> and y'all let me run all the way to the point of somebody was like, okay, it's time. The, the, the promo was so intense Man. that when they came back from commercial, JR and Excalibur and Shivani had to act like it didn't Never happen. happen. It didn't exist. They literally went from <laughs> Punk's match to whatever the next thing was, they literally it dubbed them out. They did. They did. They dubbed they, them clean out they, of the episode. They didn't discuss it. They didn't say anything. They literally acted like it did not happen. And then until he showed back up at the pay per view, they had taken him literally off, off the everything. Roster. He was off everything. He's off everything. They paid. Well, Tony paid a. They paid up. Oh, he said he paid. Had to he pay said, that man because well, yeah, because he was paid because he played. He, he recorded the voicemail <laughs> and he played the voicemail <laughs> before his entrance. And I'm like, this who does this? And MJF? why? And, and, and why do y'all believe I love a good heel? There you go. I mean, that's a real good one. Like he's this version of him as champion. I haven't really been able to experience it as well, except for like this week um, when he <laughs> talked to. <laughs> which this is how you also know that he's a really good heel. Because and a good talker over here because he made Daniel Bryan Mr. Intelligent as I he call him. him talk. He made him say some stuff that you never heard him say. He made Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Bryan in my opinion, has never played the dozens. No, he never played the dozens. No, until this week. No, he had to play the dozens no. because he, he, when he made Daniel Bryan he, cuss, I was like, was, he was whoa. burying him if he hadn't got any oh, dozens with him he because he was him. talking about the boy mama slept with goats. I said, listen oh now. <laughs> And Daniel Bryan had to pull something out of somewhere. He had to. He had to. Because <laughs> MJF like was literally burying him on TV, but he, he turned it he around. Turned, and he did it because he was at home. He had to. He couldn't sit there and yeah, take bro, that. You in Washington. You better not. You in Seattle. Like, you can't sit there and take that. You no. are at home. So, like. I wonder if Bree was back there. She probably was. Okay. You know, they don't go too far apart. That makes sense. But, you know, so, okay. So, that's MJF. That yeah. was number three. Uh-huh. Let's see. Number four. I'm gonna give you another one. Oh Lord! That y'all gonna be like, "What are you talking about?" And it's an, there's an asterisk to when I say this. Okay. So I'll preface it with when he was champion. Oh Lord! When he was champion, who? I give you Moose. Okay. Moose. When he was champion. When, when he was, he was champion. champion, I have to, you have to, and not the pretend belt that he brought back, <laughs> the real one. <laughs> Which was awesome that he had brought that back because it got him on TV constantly. That it was did. brilliant, by it the did. way. Just for them to throw it back away. <laughs> but still, that was like their IC. Not even, no, that was like their US time. It I'm was their US I'm not going to say IC. That was a real work. Although, Moose was working when he had that belt. I mean, Moose The TNA a, belt. He was working. He's a worker. He is. You know. I like Moose. Like, I really so, do. So, are we going to, what you said when he was champion. So when, he, when he was champion, this boy cut a promo and he didn't care because it was around Royal Rumble time. Correct. This was when it had already been announced that Mickey James is going to be cut. Well, she was at Impact. Forbidden Door. No, she's going back through the Forbidden Door to the go real, back. The real Forbidden Door. To go door. to WWE to yeah. go do the Royal Rumble, which we were there. Right. Anyway. We were. Um, <laughs> it was awesome because he cut a promo and said, listen, you can be a tribal chief. You could be a whoever, a cowboy. You can do cowboy <laughs> stuff. You can look for a new day. I was like, whoa. So this man had talked about four different promotions with three, two, ten, three no, different two, promotions. He three, covered was, all of them. It was three different promotions and three different champions. Yeah. And I was like. And he was and he was basically inviting them over. Man, WWE missed, they dropped the ball on that one. So yeah, I feel like they did too, because we already had one person from Impact coming over. If you, it was, she was champion at the time. Right. So if you brought over the men's champion to try to build up something even bigger. All they had to do was either you could have put Moose in the rumble or you could have had Moose walk out during Roman's match. It had to be another placement for that too. I think it was one more. I can't remember what the other placement was. Bobby and Brock was fighting, so there was no need to... Did he say something about Almighty? I think he did because he, he was champion listen, too. Because he was champion. He said, You can call yourself Almighty. I think it's what he said. You can he be did. Almighty. He did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but I am the Man. wrestling god, it is was, what he said. That's what he said. <laughs> he went, listen. That's what he said. And he went for it. I was about to ask champion, he cut some really, he cut some promos that pissed some people off. He like did. when he was cutting the promo talking about the boy's family because he took the belt off of him in front in. of his family. Josh had just won. Josh Alexander had just won the belt. Just won. His son is in the ring Not even with two minutes his later. wife. Barely 60 seconds. <laughs> Moose comes out, cashes in, and I mean destroyed Josh and said, I don't care that your family was in there. I don't care. 
He wanted the belt and he took it. And when I say that was one of the most shocking moments, probably in Impact's history at that time, at least in that yeah. year. And I, I'll give you moves as champion. As champion, oh, correct. All right. He was good a little bit after that, too. But other Just than that, so my last one is everybody's favorite. You know, the most electrifying. You cannot make a catchphrase that says that you are the most electrifying man in sports entertainment today. And not be it. And not be it. <laughs> and he did it. He sold it to the world. Every time somebody says these words right here, I promise you somebody around you is going to finish it. And the millions. And millions. Exactly. That's all it is. The jabroni beating, pie eating, you know. <laughs> You know, The Rock is nice. <laughs> he was, that's, and he put it out there. That's nice. And you know who he didn't like? Vicky Guerrero. He did not. He, did not, he was not going I for say, it. Vicky, you look horrible tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and it felt like he just made that up. <laughs> like, at least, at least 10 minutes before he walked out. Who? The most electrifying man in sports entertainment today. And he always comes back and says, finally. The Rock has come, come back, back home. Period. Is he coming? We hope so. Whew. But yes, that's 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 my capper right there. Like, I, that was my favorite wrestler between him and Stone Cold. They Man. always viewed it, so it was beautiful to watch it. Damn. <laughs> I guess. Your list ain't too bad. So mine wasn't bad. It was good. I, like I said, I mixed it up. I was going to do that. I knew I was going to do that. So, all right. We got our next one coming up. Uh, We're going to hit you with the next one in... We're back. Halfway home, I think. Halfway, yeah, we're halfway home. All right. Thank you all yeah. so much for continuing to tune in. It's our first episode, season one of the Wrestling Bureau podcast. And we are having a dope time today talking about uh, Talk Your Talk. We, are, we dealt with our top five, our Mount Rushmore, if you will, of best talkers. But now we are entering a segment of our show um, that is simply titled That Was Petty. But were they accurate? And this segment will always be here, by the way. Always. It's not going anywhere. It's so. not going anywhere. Because somebody always does or says something that is like that's that completely real petty, petty. But it's like this. Very accurate. They're accurate. So, D? I that, just, you know what? Because I had one that I was going to go with, but then I just thought of something else. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Yeah. Listen, first of all, <laughs> shout out to LA Knight, aka formerly known as Eli Drake. Listen. Yeah. One of the nah I Let me is, talk to you. He's an honorable mention for real. Uh <laughs> I will put him in the ring with MJF and they will they will go. battle. <laughs> uh, first of all, just to back up a little bit of context, just when he came when he became himself again. Thank we, you. we loved him in NXT as Thank himself. You. Correct. Um the model thing was funny. It didn't happen. It but it was happen. funny. But it we just happen. overlook it like it wasn't there. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> but then this new beef that he is, that was drummed up. Man. With uh, Bray Wyatt. My lord. This is interesting as a mug because he's just called Bray on all filth and then said he was going to beat him up Indeed. in the dark and leave him in the dark. That's what he said. <laughs> I said, wait a minute. I think that's what you, he said. You said, look, I don't care how many times you apologize and say it wasn't you. You got something. I don't care which one of your friends you get to dress up. You can bring them out all you, you want You can bring to. them out here all you want to. You did it. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. That boy can talk, first of all, but that's he was it was petty, but everybody knows. I mean, it was accurate though. It was extremely accurate it because was... everybody knows that Ray has something to do with Uncle. <laughs> I'm gonna call him by his real name, please, today. Uncle Howdy. Even though he calls him <laughs> Uncle Russ. That is terrible. That I is... had a whole family. Wait, let me see if I can go find the whole family in no. our chat. I'll find it later. I'll, I'll bring it back up anyway. But, uh, <laughs> I had a whole family that I had given them. Like I Jesus. gave Alexa a name. She man, was man. Auntie uh, somebody. What this fool been calling that joker <laughs> Uncle Ruckus ever since Uncle Howdy's been in Inception. Because <laughs> the name Howdy is like Howdy Doody. Lord, but it's very hickish. <laughs> I like Uncle Ruckus because it's still hickish, but it still works. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, so you going with L.A. Knight? L.A. Knight, that whole him and Bray situation, him going at him on um, what was it Monday? Was it Friday last week? That was Friday. Yeah, on Friday. He, he went at him. Uh, that was pretty. To his face, too. That's the one thing I can tell you about this man here in particular. He's like, I ain't scared of nobody. <laughs> I don't care. I would say what I'm going to say to your face. That's why I came down here and told you, okay, I might accept your apology. 
but come here real close so I can slap you in the face and tell you, no, nah, I really don't accept your apology. It was definitely you that did that to me. Like you had a, it wasn't me. No, it was you. See that mask back? I got the, I got the receipts. <laughs> I, listen, I got the receipts. Man. Look right here in this shot right here, which we had already done that. Before right. he had done it, we had taken screenshots of it. We rewound it on Man. the team. It was like, wait, you see that back there? That's crazy. They've already taught us in WWE. They've trained us to watch the background. You have to. Ever since so, the, um, the, the, the Papa uh, Papa Paul era, as we call right. it. Uncle Papa Paul, Paul. Whichever way you want to call it. The Uncle Paul, Papa Paul era. The, the Hemsley McMahon era, if you Ever will. since then, they've taught us. Like, he they trained you to, from the beginning. He's taking us back to the Attitude Era when backstage there was so many things Too going much. on. You had to pay attention. To the surroundings. Not necessarily who in front of the camera. Because okay. usually that ain't it. So you hang your hat on L.A. Night and Bray. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I'm a I'm a reach for a sec, not too far, but and I you know, I don't really mess with her like that, but I got to give her credit. All right. Charlotte Flair. Oh my god, I was flipping my mouth. Oh my god. So <laughs> I don't don't get me started on here, here, here we go. I can go on this one. This is but this is one of them situations to where she was petty, but yeah. she was very accurate. Rhonda Rousey. Which time? <laughs> uh, this is the first over uh, uh, with her, Becky, and because uh, uh, Becky was very accurate in this one too. Becky was completely and extremely accurate. petty. So <laughs> Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda, we've now made it clear that they're about to main event mania or whatever. So it's the it's the month. It was the match that shouldn't have been. Go ahead. What, yeah, what. But nevertheless, it did and what no. it needed to do. It did say. what it needed to do, and that's so, all I got to say about that's that. It. So, <laughs> so, uh, 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 Ronda. Now has was in at that point was embracing the fact that people didn't want her to be a face, they wanted her to be a heel. So the fans made her be a heel because they didn't like her. So she was like, just go as a wrestler. I still I still don't like her. So it's not my team. It's not who I want to (laughs) see. Um so Rhonda had been doing all these tweets and videos about how wrestling's fake and all these different things and 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 she just expressing her displeasure with the business. It's part of her heel case. It's a very heelish behavior. It was very heelish behavior. And so she was like, she said, well, no one's been able to whoop me. Well, <laughs> Charlotte Ashley. That was Ashley talking. That was Charlotte. Charlotte went on Twitter and said, um, and I quote, and I remember this by heart, because this is when we started saying that was accurate. Simone, shout out to Big Sis Simone. Charlotte goes on Twitter and says, can someone remind Rhonda that her last two fights <laughs> in the MMA UFC resulted in her walking in the airport with a pillow on her face because she had been beat up so bad. To which our response was, you're petty. However, she was accurate because if you go Google, Ronda Rousey gets, and all you gotta do is stop right there. Gets. You know how it'll That's all you have to say. If you go Google that. And then click pictures. The pictures, or a clip shows up with her and her husband walking in the airport, she literally puts the pillow on her face because all you see is bumps and bruises and red. Like she had no face. Y'all remember the episode of Martin? When Martin <laughs> fought Tommy Hitman Hearns and after it was over, he came out and his head was all, that was Rhonda. So when Charlotte said, can, she, can somebody remind her that her last two fights before she came here resulted in her being beaten? She got the brake speed off of her. Yeah. So when Charlotte said that, I'm like, I remember Simone said, Charlotte's accurate. And I'm like, what is she accurate about? Then I looked, I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, she, yeah, that's about as much credit I'm going to give Charlotte Flair. But Charlotte, it was petty, but it was accurate. It was, <laughs> it was extremely accurate. Listen, that, Segment in itself was crazy. That was. I mean, but at the same time, that was the the moment of um, what's her name again? Uh, uh, the other, the third person in the match, Becky. Becky. That was the moment of Becky. I'm sorry. So Becky was running amok. She was she stone was. cold Steve Austin. At she that point was in time. Um, absolutely on purpose too. They know that it was on purpose. They had a whole what's the name of Stone Cold's actual show that they had where they would the have one on USA. Yeah, that one. So that she was actually on there and she stunned them. Like that was just more keys. I mean, because I remember Steve, they were asking Steve, they said, How do you feel about the fact that Becky's run is being compared to you? And he was like, I love it. He said, because if you look if you follow how it happened with Becky, it was very much 
Stone Cold. It was parallel. Yeah, she was reckless. She got handcuffed and took out the arena. She that. did. Got a whole T-shirt of her behind bars. Now, but I will tell you an epic fight that I do remember, yeah. which was about Charlotte and um and and, and and Ronda. That epic fight was when they ended up in the back of that doggone police oh, car. Oh, that was all three of them. See, but see, where was she at though? She wasn't there. Becky was on the uh, no. Becky was there. All three of them were there. But what happened was they had put. Rhonda and Becky ended up in the same car. That's what it was. Charlotte got moved to another car, but Charlotte, she, now all of them still handcuffed. <laughs> Becky and Rhonda kicking each other and they done broke the window. <laughs> and Rhonda sticks her head out. Ooh, she stuck her head out there with the Charlotte booted up <laughs> so bad. I was like, yo. And they all went out the head. She could have had any bruises that Charlotte was talking about again on her face. Like, <laughs> accurate. Oh my goodness. So another person, you okay. know, we can pull this one out of the sky. This was more recent too. Okay. Um, this situation with uh, Bianca and Alexa. Well, Alexa was very accurate. She said, "Look, it don't matter about him right now. <laughs> you need to be worried about me. Worried on me. <laughs> like you need to worry about regular." I mean, me. that was that. But see, that ain't the one. That ain't the part. What was the part for me that I felt like was like she was like this. Oh yeah, Bianca. Yeah, you're doing all this, booty boot, all of this stuff. Yeah, but I was winning champions before you were even thought of. Yeah, I was like this. Like five times I'm like this. Alexia, Alexa was petty, but she's accurate. She's very accurate. <laughs> I was like this. Bianca wasn't even here. Alexa was winning. Like I don't think Bianca was in NXT yet. Like it was sad though because even in Bianca's situation, she to be in control but not in control of it. She they kept holding her back for some reason. Who Bianca? I, you know what? They kept holding her back. And so, I was like, oh my God, she had so many. Like, even when she first came up to, I think it was Raw. I'm sorry, SmackDown that day. It might have been Raw. I can't remember what show she first came up to. Raw. She came on Raw. And she had immediately gotten a match with Charlotte. You remember that? She oh, had, yeah, yeah, yeah. First yeah. match yeah. was with Charlotte. And yeah. she worked her to the point that Charlotte had to cheat to win. She sure did. She sure did. And it was like, oh. She is that good. Yeah, she is that good. good. (laughs) Y'all was missing it for a while there. She is. She is. Now, that's one of them truths. Like, she she was that person. I mean, that's one person who, she a little bit petty, too. You know what? Speaking, and since we brought up Becky, let's let's talk about how Becky, (laughs) Becky and Sasha Banks. (laughs) So... Sasha Banks is my girl, not Yeah, I don't know who Mercedes Monet is. Monet. It's Monet. I said what I said. That's how she pronounced it. Whatever. So, (laughs) anyway, so, what was that? Bailey and Sasha. (laughs) (laughs) What's my boy name? Russell Russell Shade. Shade. Shout Shout out to Russell Shade. I always stop right there. Somebody usually always finishes the sentence. I need the edges fade. Anyway, so. So, so Sasha and Bailey had won the inaugural women's tag team championship belts. Had them for a short second. Ended up losing them at WrestleMania to, I believe, the Iconics. I got it. Oh Lord. And uh, whatever, love them. Uh, I do, but yeah, they were funny. So, and then Sasha, uh, in typical Sasha fashion, there's another episode about that. Um, she left. She went away because she didn't get her way, or she didn't like how it went. And so, Rebecca Quinn, uh, well, it's Rebecca Lopez now. Becky Lynch cut a promo <laughs> on Sasha Banks and said, you know, they want to talk about how you're the boss, you're the standard, you're the blueprint. Uh, but when you don't get your way, next thing I know, she's in the woods <laughs> and in the trees. <laughs> and she's playing with butterflies and birds. And I'm like, oh my God. It was so petty. Oh my God. <laughs> It, it was, was completely accurate because I remember we was looking on Instagram and Sasha taking all these pictures, you know, in the midst of trees <laughs> and birds, you know, and water. See, she went to go become one with planet Earth. That's 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 a life lesson. That's what happened when you put your life on Instagram. When you put your life on Instagram, it's gonna come back and bite you because some because Re- Becky Lynch came with all. It was petty as that thing. However. It was very accurate. And I, and Sasha couldn't even say nothing because it was like this. Well, girl, you will just taking pictures <laughs> in the trees and the forest and with butterflies and, and all these Unless things. you are Mandy Sachs. Mandy. I, I, <laughs> listen. Yes. Uh-uh. Yes. Mm-hmm. That Mandy, that's another we, episode, too. We, we, uh, listen, I think we both agree. We stand in support of Mandy. 
Oh, I mean, Mandy Gross. stands in support of Mandy. That's she all that matters. Stands. <laughs> That's all that matters. That's literally all Mandy that Rose is definitely supporting Mandy Rose. She is the definition of do you stay I, in your lane. Listen, okay, with them regular anyway. Um, she made two people something that was just background people. By the way, she did. They were background people when she first got there, and she just was like, "Okay, they're gonna roll with me." Now they're in my entourage, and all of a sudden, they become champions. Man, listen, Mandy Rose is definitely uh, that was dope. By she's the way. Uh, you know, she also back, talked her talk too. Go, she, she did. She talk definitely talk. talked her talk. She got real. That's how good. she ended up in her last match, by the way. But she because she was talking her talk, she said, "You know what?" <laughs> and, and now she's talking her talk to the bank because uh, <laughs> yeah. Listen, go yeah. past chip. Okay? I sold my seed. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. Me and my wife, we supported, we sponsored her for a month. Yes, we did. Ooh, child. We had... <laughs> and I heard it went down. It was $30 and it went down. It was, yeah. She, she had, it was, it for it was like, a Christmas bro, special. She it discounted was, it for you. She like, did. So we paid $15 for the month and uh, it has definitely been blessing us. All I know is that was a win-win situation. Well, everybody, they everybody got what they needed out of it. Everybody did. So they found a way to put Roxanne over finally. You know, with the belt, they finally put it over with the belt. Just gonna have a hard time accepting her as a champion based on the fact of how it happened. But you know, it, I mean, she still fought her in a, It wasn't like it was handed to her. No, yeah, but Mandy did the match. match. You know what? Mandy gets my respect because she did the right thing. Yeah, she did the commendable thing. She and didn't she, walk out. She did not walk out. I can't say that for some other people that have changed their names and now in New Japan. Nevertheless, Lord. we are continuing. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> See, be I have offense. healed tendencies. Jesus be offense. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> be offense or something or be some sense. Be Nevertheless, some sense. so those those are um are that was petty. But were they accurate segment, and you will hear that every episode. Yeah, we gonna so, find something. Somebody gonna always, always say something. something. They be like, Ooh. somebody always saying something like, Ooh. I'm gonna have to start writing it down because I'll be forgetting them. Man. <laughs> they come back to me, like I told you they would. They come back, so we'll be back. We are back again and again and again. Wrestling Bureau Podcast, continuing our first episode of first season conversation. Um, this segment now is. Dedicated to what we call me the hill, the hill moment of the week. Here exactly. we go. <laughs> what is it? The hill moment of this particular week was the hill turn by Hit Roy. They set it up like two weeks ago. They, they let it die for a week because it was other stuff going on in the middle of that. Yeah. But yeah, they set it up with the tumble. You know, my boy Woo! couldn't jump over. Humpty a Dumpty had a great uh, fall. <laughs> and <laughs> as much as I didn't. I liked the segment because it was hilarious, but I didn't like it because of how that particular segment ended. When they just made him go after Ricochet, the smallest person in the room, bro. You're the biggest person in the room. You didn't say nothing to my say, big old self standing next to you. About that, I, listen. You I'm didn't say nothing to the new day. That's where I'm still on. They started it. They brought in the broom and put it down low. You set the bar low to make sure he could get over. So <laughs> shout out, shout out to creative. I'm gonna give creative a check because. They had to try to make light of a messed up situation. He botched. They all still sold it as if he connected. Shout out to the Raiders and to uh, 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 Garza and uh, Hernando, uh, whatever his what name, name is. What's that boy's name? Anyway, I, yeah, lo- the, the horse. Los Lotharios. The Los Lotharios, the man horse, them. That, um, that segment, though, because that was a huge setup. It we, was. We saw it when it happened. We and they did. were like, uh, yeah, this it's, is not going to be. So. And then when they announced, oh, it's going to be for the spot in the Royal Rumble. Which is something they have never done. I'm we like, instantly know. said, because people usually do what Kofi did. Yeah. I'm going to be in the Royal Rumble. Right. He got, he's got to announce he was right. going to be in the Royal Rumble. When they said that there was a qualifying match for the Rumble, we both were like this. Hey, hit Raw Turner Hill. At first, we said he was from top dollars from the lose. Oh, he was going to lose. Because first of all, you put out a disc record to somebody talking. He used so, Ricochet's theme music. And then, But the... I did like the arrangement of the music. It killed it. I mean, I, I still think it was whack, but I understand the, why. The thought process of it was whack. It was them trying to get the anger out of him to show that he's Man. angry about the situation. However, Man. you mad at the wrong person. You you working by the if you green, you in rule. Well, if that's the case, then you talk about him. Don't, I mean, you to his face. To, you Don't make a whole diss record. They have to make a diss record. But, but. I mean, it ain't like he my boy from uh, AEW who, who might have a bar or two left. You listen. Know? Listen. The acclaim. The acclaim. Right. Like, he actually has a bar or two in there. Like, he, him, I can deal with because he does it directly to your face when he, don't, when he talks about you through his music. And, and then the, they put out a music video about you. Did, see, you the, you the left this man's face. 
and then went and recorded a whole this video. Like, I mean, all right, it's cute, but, 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 okay, so you had your match. The end result. Ricochet did what Ricochet does. And, and won. <laughs> and won. Period. We, we called it, by did. the way. I could have played the lottery on that one. Absolutely. Um, and then I could have played the lottery on what happened right after it. Correct. <laughs> because, because the truth of the matter is, it should have been Ricky versus Ashanti, because that that's would have been a match. Which and I think is going to happen next week, I think way. it is, too. But nevertheless. Because <laughs> that's the first person kicked him in the Dollar, place. he kicked him. Listen, <laughs> Dollar sit there, shake his hand, like, we good. No, we good. It's all right. It's all right. I'm okay. Ashanti right. kicked the holy hell out of Ricky. But it was beef for me. First of all. I don't, Ricochet is from Las Vegas, I think, ain't he? No, no, he's from here. He's from, uh, uh, he's from Alton, originally. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. Anywho. Trevor is from Alton, Illinois. The rule, Lord, as you know, if, if you're in a ring with a group of people. It's three of them and one of you, And it's sir, just you? Get out the ring. I holler. We, we can do this later. <laughs> I shake your head in the back. He kept saying, something, so we good, we good. We they good. all like this. Hey, I ain't got nothing to do with That's it. That's y'all business. Ashanti kicked that man so You can watch him circling like sharks. Man. It was like, oh my God. But, then, but then, when they picked him up and B-Fab kicked Ricky, I was like this. Now that's a kick. Now look, Samantha was about to drop that microphone. Okay, Samantha. <laughs> because we know it, it's out here now. They put it out there, out there. They, they, Braun made sure that they it's put out, it out there. Samantha, you better put that And not only Braun, who was the announcer? Uh, Michael Cole? Michael Cole. Made yeah. sure he announced well, Samantha, it. who's really ricocheted in real life. life girlfriend. Wait, so this is not real life? <laughs> so this ain't real? Okay. No, so I'm like, this Samantha, you comment? You, you comment? You go sit there and look? Oh, or nursing anyway. So the heel that was good though. Heel moment of the week was hit, hit row turning, which is what they needed to do because in actuality, when they were in NXT, they were, they were heels. Yep. So that definitely was the heel turn of the week. I approve this message. All right, here we are. We're back. All right, this is now closing to the closing segment of the Wrestling Bureau Podcast, season one, episode one. one. I, hold on, hold on. Let's do that. Season season one, episode. Uh, Episode what? Episode. What? What am I saying? Episode one. Episode what? one. Episode one. There we go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Just play. All right. Yeah, season one, episode one. That's our first one in. Yeah. So it's our first episode of this. Not yeah. our first time. It ain't the first time, and it won't be the last. It definitely won't be the last. Uh, we're going to do this periodically. Yeah. Keep everybody posted when everything's coming. Um. Send some shout outs and some things like that. Do some thank yous, you know. Uh, we got to thank D-Ken at West Apparel. <laughs> That's, That's him. <laughs> we got Wrestling Bureau Podcast gear coming, y'all. As you it's see, coming. Scully's hoodies. There's a hoodie behind me. There's going to be some t-shirts coming. Yeah. Who knows how far I actually go with that? Man. You know, it's going to be a lot. It's, so, it's going to uh, be a good time. You can always catch it and everything else like what can't catch what I have on now this is custom by the way this is uh, Alicia Taylor correct you know, she's the best come on Alicia um, let's put that out there the queen of the ring especially in NXT that's it um, but yeah you can at whatsapparel.shop you can find a lot of merch for our show once it's uploaded there yeah um, you can find a lot of other merch too like one more day merch guess who does one more day hey hi that's me hey if you didn't know which you probably should I am TV2 and I am an award winning artist on my latest album Lyrics from my heart is out everywhere right now. Shout out to everybody that's been streaming it. So that's just, you know, one of many things. But really, this show right here, we about to have some real fun. Y'all thought this episode was something? <laughs> right. <laughs> we got some topics for y'all that are literally going to have y'all, you know, we just shaking the table just a little bit. We flipping the table. We flipping yeah. it because I think I know these folks going to scratch my eyes out about my top five talks. But we going to flip the table and kick the monitor. That's it. Y'all just going to do like Mandy Rose and struggle putting the table up. Nevertheless, <laughs> listen, uh, shout out to uh, our crew. You how, know many tables, how many times does it take to break a table? Shame. Well, AEW got that problem more than anything. They shouldn't, because they tables pre-broke. Anywho, <laughs> they tables made out of uh flint. <laughs> How you got a paper it's table? A, and still it's like can't a wood break. composite. It's not actually wood. <laughs> How you got a paper table and still can't break? What is happening? And then you got cardboard boxes. Like, Anywho, what is <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> no, we're gonna have a table, man. a TLC episode. How about that? Lord. <laughs> We can. 
So just know that the rest of your podcast is not going anywhere. We're only expanding. We are definitely, uh, you'll be hearing us more as well as guests that we'll be bringing on to share in conversation about different topics. Um, it is not just obviously limited to one promotion. Again, I covered three by myself. He today. covered three in his own. And we, we are openly speaking on wrestling, period. So that's all promotions, past, present, um, and future. We definitely will touch on the indies because there are a lot of indie promotions that are noteworthy, that are worth being talked about. Yep. And then there's some wrestlers who are not. <laughs> you remember the Black History Month champion? The who? The Black History Month champion. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not the name. Shout out to Bre Black Wrestlers Matter. We went to the show. Hey, y'all let us come on and do a uh, do commentary for y'all listening. Oh, they enjoyed us so much the last time we was just in the crowd talking, and they was like, I want to listen to y'all. If you can hear us, and this fool, you will laugh. This fool, next to you, <laughs> the, the Black Wrestling Matters, Black Wrestlers Matters. It was champion. nice, though. I loved it. It was very nice. Uh, but this fool. We were J.R. King. Man. And this fool <laughs> goes to there and say, that man is the Black History Month champion. What? <laughs> That's what it looked like his said. Why would you say that? And now, unfortunately, it's no, stuck. it's stuck. We can't unsee it or unhear it now. So anytime we see it, like JDX is the champion now. So it's like, the, congratulations, you are now the Black History Month. Right on time. Right Black on History time. Month. Next month. <laughs> All right. Well, we have to wrap this episode up. This has definitely been fun. Absolutely. I, I, uh, I'm hopeful that you enjoyed it and you will stay locked in because we have so many more topics to touch on. Ooh. So many more wrestlers to talk about. Might even be some live shots. Today. Might even be. Yeah, it's definitely going to be that. So if you're not already, follow us on Facebook, the Wrestling Bureau Podcast. I'm TV2. Be canon. And uh, talk your talk. Please. Peace.